Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The scripture reading for our meditation this morning is from our Old Testament lesson. From the book of Isaiah in the 55th chapter. I would like to read for you again the first verse from that chapter. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. As the rain and snow come down from heaven. I want you to just think about this for a moment. Think about one of those times when you're out working in your yard, maybe gardening, maybe mowing the lawn, or maybe you're just enjoying some time with family and friends. Outside in the yard all day, enjoying the beautiful weather, when suddenly and quickly those clouds that have been lingering overhead all day long start to get a lot darker. And then out of nowhere, those clouds just dump a downpour of rain, a torrential downpour, just rain pouring down so hard on you. And your first instinct in that rain is to get out of there, to run as fast as you can back inside you, put your hands over your head as if that would do anything to protect you from all the rain. And you bolt back inside, and you get inside your house, and you slam the door shut, and then you just stand there, turning around and looking back out the window. Looking back out the window, just watching the rain pour down and covering your yard. The rain that just comes down over and over and again. I think we all, we all can imagine at least one time or another, maybe many a times in which this has happened to us and we've seen it, but have you ever really thought about rain? Have you ever really thought about the whole purpose of rain falling down to the ground and soaking our yards? Because, you know, it's fairly basic. We know what rain does, right? It, it collects in the sky and it builds up a cloud. It gets enough and then it pours down and it comes down on the earth. And then that rain gets soaked up into the ground. The plants soak it up, combined with a couple other things that it needs to nourish itself, and the plant grows. And then we all later, when those plants grow large enough, we can harvest them and we can use them to make other things or to make our own food. But this basic process that most of us know how it works, have you ever thought about the fact that it's a process that has a purpose? I mean, it's not just, some un, not just some pointless process that God decided to have. It's not like God just makes the world go through some futile process of dumping rain down and back up again. Just pouring down rain to just watch it happen and go back up into the sky. It's something that has a purpose. The rain comes down from the sky and waters the earth. It's pulled up by the plants and by the animals, and it's used for something. And then it goes back into the sky. Then it builds back up to these next clouds, which will again dump it back down another day. You see, this rain has a purpose. It comes down from the sky, accomplishes its purpose, and then goes back up again. The rain comes for the, and does the very thing for which it is sent. It accomplishes its purpose. It succeeds for the thing that it was sent. And that right there, that is the focus of our meditation today. Because God, God today in our scripture reading from Isaiah compares his word to that very thing, compares it to the rain, the rain which comes down and accomplishes the things that, for which it was sent. That's the very same thing that God's word does. Because listen again to what Isaiah wrote, the next verse as it continues on. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. So God's word does what it comes to do. God's word accomplishes the very purpose for which it was sent. And yet, 
all too often we don't exactly trust God's word for the true and powerful, successful word that it is. Despite the fact that we are literally poured down upon with his word day after day. When we get to read his word here together in worship, you get to read his word together at home as a family and in devotions. We get to hear his word again here in worship, but you also hear his word as you go out from parents and teachers and even from pastors. You get to even see his word now today in this technological society that we have on Instagram or Facebook or one of the other different mediums. God's word comes to us in so many different ways, and yet far too often we don't trust in his word as fully as we should. Trusting fully in the power that his word has. And we especially don't trust in his word for the powerful thing that it is, the purposeful, successful thing that it is, when we are constantly seeking for our own personal satisfaction in our faith. When we're seeking for our own feelings and expectations to, to make sure that we feel we can feel God's word. That we just feel the way that we think we should feel we, when we hear his word. As if we're supposed to feel some tingly, feely, and warm and fuzzy inside ourselves every time we hear his word. Or as if we expect that we must see something directly and just so clearly in front of us every time we his, hear his word. And if we don't see what we expect to see or feel what we expect we ought to feel then we begin not to trust in his word. And instead of trusting in the power of God's word, we begin trusting in our own feelings or our own expectations. Or there are those times in our lives when we lack trust in God's word, when we don't go to it for every single thing in our lives. Yes, sure, we go to God's word when we face a serious illness. When we're going to have a very serious surgery, we make sure to get up in the morning, have our devotional time, read some scripture right before that surgery. Or when we lose a loved one, someone so dear to us, we surely turn to God's word. But do we turn to God's word in every single thing that we do? Even the littlest of things, the daily routine, the daily routine of work and school and chores, and the, even the littlest physical daily bread needs that we have. Because when we don't turn to God's word for every single thing in our lives, we are not fully trusting him for his word. And along with that, we lack full trust in God's word when we think that we have to do something to help his word along. As if we have to give God's word the extra boost that it needs. As, as, as if we have to work to God because then when we work with God, then his word will be successful. Only if we really give God a little part of our own efforts, then it'll be successful. Like the person who takes the parable of the sower, our gospel lesson that we heard today who takes that parable a little bit too far. Because that parable is all about Jesus teaching us about the power of God's word, about the importance of nurturing God's word and understanding God's word and being in his word. But when we take that parable too far to think that it's all about us, all about us being the proper soil, doing the right thing from our end, we're not fully trusting in God and in the power that his word has, that he doesn't need us to make his word succeed. Because the truth of the matter is, is God's word is powerful. God's word is efficacious. God's word is self-sufficient. God's word is always successful. God's word comes into this world and comes to you and me, and it does the very thing for which it was sent. It always succeeds in for which it was sent. And not only that, not only do we know and can we trust in his word, not only are we told that, but God also shows us this very thing. God shows us in many different ways that we can trust his word, that it is powerful and always 
successful, even when we may not think it is doing that very thing. So if we go back to our Old Testament lesson today, we have the exiles, the people during Isaiah's time, and when he's writing to them about being in exile, it's people who were cast away from their land, cast away from their comforts of their own home, their land destroyed and taken over by another group. And they were forced to work in hard conditions. They were forced to work and live in these terrible places. It may not have seemed like God was there. It may not have felt like God's word was true. It may not have felt like God would truly bring them the restoration which he promised. But he would. He would because God gave them his word of promise. And eventually he showed that his word was true. That he led them out of that exile. That he brought them out to peace. That he brought them back to restoration. Because God gave them his word. His word which always succeeds. and His word which comes to you and me today to also bring us restoration. To bring you restoration in your life today. Even amidst this broken and fallen world in which we live in. In which it doesn't always feel like God's restoration is there. It doesn't always look like we expect it to look with God's powerful word working. But God's word is true and it is powerful. And he gives you his word, his word that not only we can read and we can hear, but his word that became flesh. Because Jesus Christ, the very son of God, who is the word made flesh, came into this world. Came into this world for you. So that when you hear those words of forgiveness, those words of forgiveness through Jesus Christ alone, you can experience the restoration. You are restored. You are forgiven right then and there. When we get to come forward on other weeks and receive his very body and blood, we receive his word, his word, which brings us true restoration. And especially through Jesus Christ, we receive the restoration that will come eternally. The eternal restoration in which we will get to be with him in life forever eternal. All because of faith in him. And that will be the final day in which he will show us forever and ever in which we can trust his word. When Jesus comes back to this earth and he brings a complete and full restoration. Because Isaiah wrote these words for us today as well. Isaiah said, Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And these words from Isaiah coming so much long before the end of this world when Jesus will come back again. These words here are description of that new day, that new creation which God will make all things new. He will take his creation and completely restore it. No more thorn, no more briar, only the cypress and the myrtle. No more pain, no more fallen, no more brokenness. Only hope and joy and restoration. Restoration that we will be with our God and, and we will be with him in peace and love forever. So today, brothers and sisters in Christ, I encourage you, trust in God's word. Even though it may not feel like his word is working its power today, even though you may not see what you expect or what you think you want to see in this world, know that his word is working. Know that his word is powerful. Know that his word always succeeds. God's word always succeeds for the very purpose for which it is sent. The purpose to bring you restoration, both now and forever. Amen.